Welcome to the Boulder City Podcast, the only podcast that features the unique personalities we find in our small town. This week's podcast features Mayor Joe Hardy, who has been in office for a little over a year. Unlike the previous administration, Hardy seems to get along well with all the other members of council and has worked toward consensus rather than confrontation. After more than 20 years in the state legislature, Hardy has been able to use his connections in Carson City for the betterment of the town. But Hardy is well aware that politics is never easy and has begun to prepare for the next election even though it's almost three years away. He spoke with me in City Hall in late August. City Podcast. My guest today is Mayor Joe Hardy. Mayor, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule for, to join us today. It's uh, it's good to see you, and congratulations. That's the first time I've seen you since the election, and even though it's been a year. And hopefully I haven't looked like I've aged a lot. <laughs> Not at all. So as I mentioned, it's been almost a year since, since you uh, uh, took over as mayor. Can you please tell us uh, how your experience has been so far, especially uh, given your previous experience here in Boulder City? So I've been well-received by very patient people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As I stumble through city council meetings, they, they make sure that I do it right, and right. I correct myself, and that I get uh, the job done, as it were. And I've got just a wonderful council. I mean, it's a good group. They work together. We have open discussions. We talk to each other uh, right there in front of everybody uh, because, you know, the open meeting law, you can't do those kinds of things without being in front of everybody. So it's very refreshing to be able to see that kind of thing happen. Sure, absolutely. And as everybody knows, the staff does the real heavy lifting in any any city. Uh, uh, how do you think uh, they performed since you've t- taken over? I love my staff. Yeah. They, they do great. Uh, my clerk's office, my city attorney, my city manager, um, my PR person. Uh, I mean, they, they're very supportive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody wants everything good in Boulder City. Right. There, there's nobody against Boulder sure. City. It's just a great place to live. And... Everybody here uh, knows it's a great place to work and work together. Mm -hmm. And you you mentioned your fellow council members. This is really the first time in in quite a few years where everybody seems to get along. Uh, uh, So so you've had a good relationship with them so far? Oh, you know, it's not like we all agree, but it ends up we all are in agreement. Mm -hmm. And that process of talking in front of everybody... uh, brings everybody together on literally the same page. And the good thing about having five on the council, we all have different people we talk to on a mm-hmm. intermittent or a daily basis, and they give us feedback. Right. And then we bring that feedback. We, we in essence, have a collective brain right. called the citizens of sure. Boulder City, young and old. And we bring that collective brain and input to the council meeting. And it's kind of fun because we have different outlooks, mm-hmm. being told different things from people with different outlooks. We all come together during the city council meeting, and and I like to let everybody discuss. And so sure. my method is basically to say, you know, does anybody have any comments or any mm-hmm. input? And, and I like that. Sure. I like to be able to get the things so I, I don't want to monopolize the discussion mm-hmm. by any means. It, it's a great, great group. Well, it seems like everybody's got uh, a different uh, kind of expertise on council, so you've got yeah. a lot of different uh, viewpoints. Yeah, I, I, and it's not just viewpoints, but understanding right. 
They, they bring different uh, understandings, different uh, expertise, different uh, milieus, different histories. Mm -hmm. they, they all come together, and the council is one body. Sure. We can't do anything as the mayor. Right. It's got to be one body. And so one body, we have to agree. And, you know, if we disagree too much, we still have to pass a majority. Mm -hmm. And so far, we've been able to come to let's get along yeah. and let's, sure. let's agree with something that makes sense. Sure. So you served many years in the legislature. How has that helped you uh, in this job? Uh, 20 years in the legislature, mm -hmm. but who's counting? And it was a, I, I was in the minority party mm -hmm. for 18 of those years. Right. And so I developed uh, the ability to talk across the aisle, as we say, and it, was, it behooved me well and behooved the city of Boulder City because we were able to uh, not hurt mm -hmm. the city of Boulder City. We were able to do things for the rurals uh, because that's what they think we are, and I want them to continue to think that. Uh, and so we're different. And and so, you know, my vote counted. Yeah. And it was good to be able to meet everybody from all over the state and and understand that we all have similar problems, similar challenges. And then, you know, our size may be a little different, but it's still the same kind of challenges. And and opportunities and the people in Carson City speaking of staff were wonderful sure. they, they were just great and uh, so they knew that I was uh, always in need of help mm -hmm. and they were always helpful it was it was a great experience okay great so a report was issued last week about um, how much money was spent by cities and municipalities and counties across the state of Nevada, and, and Boulder City came in as second lowest, uh, just just above uh, Mesquite, I think. Uh, uh, was this a result of, of, uh, of your close ties with the legislature, or was this a, a really a, a kind of a, a policy that you're, you're going to uh, go through in your administration here? Well, let me ask you to clarify, spent or accumulated? Or? Uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, I believe Boulder City spent somewhere around $50,000 in lobbying uh, the, the legislature, and uh, that was lower than any other county or city in, in the state except for Mesquite. Um, the, our lobbyist, for instance, was Warren Hardy, and he gave a report this last city council meeting a couple of nights ago, and uh, and they said, well, who should we get? And I said, well, you know, let's get Warren. He's right. no no relation, by the way. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, but he, he's been involved with the state legislature since 91, mm -hmm. 1991, and I've known him uh, for 20 years from that right. perspective, uh, in fact, a little more than that, because he was running when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And it was great because we had somebody who knew us, I knew him, we knew him, and he was willing to represent us. Mm -hmm. It was a good deal. Yeah, sure. And it, it didn't cost him that much, apparently. <laughs> So let's talk about the airport. The, the last administration, you know, had quite a conflict with the folks who were renting the hangars down there. Uh, the next group of hangars, uh, I believe, uh, is coming up for renewal. Uh, has that been resolved so far? Um, it's an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. Can I just share with you some of the sure. concerns I had? Um, there are three 
enterprise funds in uh, Boulder City. The airport, the cemetery, and the utilities. So those three enterprise funds have to use the money that they gain only within their purview of the enterprise fund they're in. Nor can they write a check to us in the city. So right. the check goes one way. Okay. And and the enterprise fund is not supposed to get a profit. Right. We're not a profit organization mm-hmm. in those enterprise funds. So what we try to do is we try to get enough money to run the cemetery. Okay. And if we say, well, you know, I think we ought to, because everybody has to die. Sure. Right? So in as much as everybody has to die, I think we ought to charge more for people to die and be buried in Boulder City, and that way we'd have a revenue source. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Yeah. It's illegal. So you, you basically it's have to illegal. Break even, you're saying. You, you have to literally yeah. get enough money and no more and no less, mm-hmm. but you can't make a profit. Okay. So the, the interesting dilemma then for the airport, it's an enterprise fund, so you can't make money. And one of the challenges then, and I express this at city council, one of the challenges then is for us to understand how it, it doesn't seem fair that we can lease ground for $10 mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, right. and then the person that leases the ground can sublease the ground for 20. Right. Now, they're allowed to make a profit. Sure. We aren't. Mm-hmm. So if somebody uh, says, well, I think we should make a profit, we can't. Yeah. If they say we need to make more, okay, what are we going to do with it? Right. Well, right now we have no uh, projects that we want to do at the airport which will require us to use more money. Mm-hmm. So in as much as we don't have projects that we've admitted, and I've asked right. uh, that we don't have projects that we need more money for, there's no reason to get more money. Sure. That would be a profit. Right. And then we'd have a bank account, and then we'd have to have... It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So in as much as we can't make a profit, but other people can. Yeah. So, for instance, if uh, you bought five cemetery plots for mm-hmm. you, your wife, and three of your kids, right. uh, you'll never die, so you know, you've know you got an extra plot left. Right. And you say, well, I think I'll um, be, go to the city and say, I think we ought to take all those extra plots and make some money. Mm-hmm. And the city would say, well, you can do that, but we can't. And that's the same kind of thing that we have with ground leases with the airport. We can't make money as a city. So if people are upset with us because we should be charging more, it's a legitimate concern. It's a legitimate desire to have more money for the city. But it's in an enterprise uh, fund that can't make a profit. And you can only spend that money on the airport. That's all we can do. Can't, Can't do it anywhere else. So it's kind of fun to have this dialogue that happens out in the open about, you know, what can we do and what can't we do. 
and you know who's getting a good deal and who's getting another deal. It gets a little more complicated because I don't have the ability to say to you before you move to Boulder City that you can't uh, pay the same price as somebody in Boulder City. You have to pay more than somebody who's in Boulder City for your cemetery plot or your hangar or your whatever. I don't have a way to discriminate against people on where they live. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can buy yours and he can buy his or lease it and then and so we're grateful when we live here in Boulder City and we have the opportunity to have our own place to get our airplane. I don't have one, by the way. But, right. um, and, but other people get the same benefit right. wherever they live. And they still pay us, and we accept their money just like we accept your money if you live yeah. in Boulder City. But they can lease their and somebody in Boulder City can lease sublease theirs, but that we can't stop that right. commerce. Well, you know, the, the first set of hangers that came up for renewal, the city took them back basically, and uh, and I don't know what the plans were. And uh, 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 this is how I'm going to say it. This yeah. is how I'm going to say it. Okay. And then we learned our lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm kind of smiling right now because. I quite frankly don't want to be in the airport business. Sure. And the city, you know, took uh, their leases expired, so the city got them. And so we're finding out that the city now has to take care of them. The city has to provide staff right. to do the fixing and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. So now we've got another business. Sure. And so we have to look at ourselves and say, are we really in the business mm-hmm. of being in the business right. that competes with other businesses or other people who have an investment? Are we, are we in that business, or are, are we really? Should sure. we take a page out of our own book and right. say, you know, let's clean this up. Let's right. let's make sure that we do it the same for everybody and make it transparent right. with what we do. Uh, that's kind of how yes, I see that's, it. Uh, they they did that with the fuel business down there as well. They took took that away from a, a company that was managing it perfectly well, and uh, and now it's hard to get gas down there. So we resolved that, by yeah. the way. Okay, good. So <laughs> you can get gas twenty four seven. Okay. You can go up to the pump. You can pump your own thing. You mm-hmm. can get put you know all the magic things that you do that put right. in. So yeah, we we now we know better. Yeah. I think the airport now, with the direction that we have down there and with city manager, I think we've got a smooth operation. Yeah. So we, we haven't had those, you know, I landed and I can't get fuel, so I have sure. to have somebody from Henderson drive up and yeah. take me down, and then I have to, so we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Okay, great, great. So I guess it's kind of a related question. The city recently put out an appeal to residents to tell the administration what they'd like to see added to Boulder City or, or something they'd like to see improved, uh, new development, uh, or maybe an improvement to an existing development. Uh, uh, do we have that excess money that, uh, that we can, we can uh, you know, throw it at these projects? Or, okay, uh, so I'm going to use the word swimming pool. Okay. One you, word. That's, that, that's one one word. word. So, you know, swimming pool, you know, Two months ago, it may have been 30 million. Uh, one month ago, it was 40 million. Mm-hmm. 
now it's 50 million. I don't know where that's going to land, quite right. frankly. I don't know what the economy is going to do. I don't know what the supply chain is going to do. I don't know what the workforce is going to do, but I want a swimming pool. Right. And so our swimming pool, you know, all of my kids grew up yeah, sure. swimming yeah. in the Boulder City swimming pool. And it's invaluable resource for learning the high school, junior high kids to compete and even younger than that. And so it's kind of right there in the heart of the community. Right. And it's a jewel. Now, unfortunately, unlike jewels, the plumbing wears out. It's a little tarnished. And so <laughs> you get all of these problems that um, we have been warned about right. that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if we wait long enough, then it will right. be too bad. It's too late, and then we'll have to scramble. So that gets you to the point, so yes, I want a swimming pool. What do I have to do to get a swimming pool? Uh, people don't like taxes. Did you know that? No, I didn't know No, that. people don't like taxes. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So people don't like taxes. If you say, okay, we want to do this and we want to do that. Well, if we have an opportunity to start saving, which mm-hmm. we're doing, right. and I think we're up to not quite $30 million toward right. the pool, okay, so how do we make the other part of that? And so yesterday, uh, for instance, uh, we met with uh, uh, Toll Brothers who did the uh, Storybook Homes right. uh, subdivision, and it's just one piece of the puzzle. What is it that we are willing to allow somebody to use our land mm-hmm. uh, that we can sell and then have property tax go into the coffers? So that that's a discussion that we're going to have mm-hmm. is, you know, what is it that we want to do? I, I think Toll Brothers... Uh, hit it out of the ballpark with their subdivision that they put yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, I think there. I, I haven't talked to anybody who said, you know, that's a horrible no, place. It, it, it hasn't really disrupted the character of the city. Or it, like it's that. been wonderful. Mm-hmm. I've got families there. I've got a uh, school principal who lives there mm-hmm. and is around the block from my grandkids. Sure, and right, yeah. I, I mean, it's been a great boon mm-hmm. to the to the city. I, it's been wonderful to have that. So you take that kind of organization that we've already worked with, and they say, well, you, we're in the business of building homes. Do you want us to build homes there? So we're having that discussion, mm-hmm. you know. And so what is it that you're going to bring to the table to me right. so that I can get my swimming pool? Right. And so, you know, there's different costs or different mm-hmm. offers depending on how big and how much and all that kind of right. stuff. And so that's one of the pieces to the puzzle. And speaking of storybook homes, this last legislative session, Boulder City, Warren Hardy helped us um, with a bill that would take uh, the uh, redevelopment agency zoning Mm -hmm. and cut out the residential part that was built at storybook homes and allow that property tax to go into the city redevelopment right. as opposed to uh, go somewhere else. So now we have the ability to use th- those funds that we're paying into the redevelopment to say we don't need them in the redevelopment where right. the, the law was changed so as we could get those funds 
into our coffers, which means when I say our, the city, so that we can afford a pool. Sure. I mean, that's one of... And it's all a, you know, it's a jigsaw puzzle. So you have the redevelopment agency, you have the uh, property tax, you have the sell of land, you have uh, different things that happen that we can do. And then you put all of those different funding streams together Mm -hmm. and say, okay, we've got this money. Where do we want it? How do we want to use it? Etc. Right. And that's kind of where we're at. It's okay. all those pieces of puzzle yeah. Yeah, coming absolutely. together. Elite RV, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they're part of that puzzle. So you've been to the tent mm-hmm. at the golf course. Right. It's not ideal. Right. I hope I'm not telling anybody mm-hmm. a secret here. It's just not ideal. Right. When I have to have a conference in Takwa or a gala or anything or the state of the city and I have to leave the tent walk across the courtyard into the clubhouse go past the bar into the restroom do whatever we do in the restroom come back find my way back Mm -hmm. there's not a restroom in the tent right and so I say to myself you know this is a city that we do things here right and so if we have conferences and we bring somebody out and say, oh, by the way, I'll show you, we leave breadcrumbs, sure. how you can get to the restroom. Yeah. I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. People need restrooms. Right. So I say to myself, you know, it would be nice if I had a conference center. Mm-hmm. So um, the Elite RV folks, you know, put their plan out and, you know, it had to be tweaked because, you know, there were different people who had different challenges sure. with it. But then he's he's coming back and he's saying, well, if I do this, I do that, and I meet your objection, you know, as the, the dogs or the golf balls or, you know, all the different objections that were there, and he met those objections. And then he, in his original plan, he said, uh, you know, these RVs that are, half a million dollars or more to park here and have little teeny cabins that nobody can stay in longer than two weeks and all of these mm-hmm. little rules. And it'll be desert landscaping and it'll be da 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 da, da all of these little things that he's addressed. And then they will lease land. Mm-hmm. They're proposing to right. lease land. We love leases. Yes. It's a, it's a good resource for sure. us. And in fact, over a third of our, about a third of our, uh, general fund is on leases. Yeah, sure. What we get. So a lease, lead RV comes in, says, This is what we do. We want to land, lease land. This is what we have. And we're going to have a, uh, a uh, conference center. And I go, A conference center? They say it's about 250 people. I say, Oh, does it have restrooms? <laughs> and lo and behold, yeah, it does. There you go. <laughs> and so this again is part of that jigsaw sure. puzzle that we're putting together and and I think we've uh, talked about uh, different things with people having concerns about elite RV etc but where they're proposing is not a good place to develop it's got wires and mm-hmm. you know all sorts of things around it and flight patterns right. and, and, I mean it's not conducive well, not to build a, yeah build a skyscraper right there, so <laughs> you know you can only do so much and yet if we get a lease and it gives the community, and he said, we'll, use, we'll have the community have free access to, my, to the conference room. I go, 
That's sure. a good deal. Yeah. And yeah. I'm closer to getting my swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to some of the chamber people, and they say there's people that want to come in town, bring semi-large conventions or, or meetings to yeah. town, and there's no place to go. Right. There's the tent. Yeah. Or the Smith Building that you can't hear things. You know, right. I've come to a point in my life where mm-hmm. it's hard to hear in that building. Sure. Right. So okay. it's... So let's talk about the, the solar lasers. As you mentioned, yeah. that's uh, probably th- a third of the revenue that the, the city gets. Uh um, are you confident that 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 money is going to continue to come into the city, and that uh, and that you know, uh, you know, when their leases expire, we won't have a kind of an airport situation where uh, the city wants to take it back, or how, how's that going to work when the, their their leases come due? Uh, realistically, we are in a prized place. Mm-hmm. People envy us yeah, sure. because of land. Right. So way back when, when the the city became a city. You know, right. the Bob Broadbent days, uh, I mean, he knew Washington, D.C., and we got land. I mean, right. a huge piece of land, and the land we got is not uh, necessarily irrigable. I mean, you can't water a lawn mm-hmm. in 99% of the city kind of thing. I don't know the exact specifics. So you've got land that's available for sun. Right. The sun's not going to go down. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. at night. Yeah. Which is right. another issue. Yeah. <laughs> so we have all of this land, and uh, solar panels can be replaced, mm-hmm. just like anything else. So I don't look for an end for the need for solar projects mm-hmm. to come on. In fact, we have another project, again, part of that puzzle piece, that looks at because the sun doesn't shine at night, you're aware of that, uh, you have to store electricity in order to keep the home lights burning. Mm -hmm. And so we have somebody who, when I say somebody, a corporation that wants to build battery batteries Mm -hmm. to store electricity on our land. And they're willing to pay a lease for that land. And it's down where the solar things are so it's not like it's going to be a problem in sure. down on uh, avenue a or whatever it's going to be far away the the uh, fire people have said yes we're okay mm-hmm. with that so we explored that so we're going to get another lease right people envy us sure. and and oh by the way speaking of envy um we got the wildlife preserve and when i was in the state legislature and even on city council when i I was on committees that went downtown to meet with other jurisdictions. They kept saying, oh, you know, you guys don't do this and don't do that. I said, if we didn't have the wildlife preservation, you wouldn't have 10 of your major mega resorts. Yeah, right. They wouldn't. Sure, right. Because where do you put the tourists? Mm-hmm. And there was nowhere to do it. We provided that. Right. And quite frankly, that opened up the whole area of development for the Las Vegas Valley. Yeah, yeah, no question. So the uh, Southern Nevada Railroad Museum is, uh, people tell me it's about ready to get underway, construction and things of that nature. It's taken a lot of time, but there's a lot of cooperation between the city and the state and and some private entities. Uh, I I bet you had something to do with that when you were in the legislature. Well, I I have to give credit to Jill Lagan. Yeah. I mean, if there ever was a person who had a vision, And she, I remember meeting with Jill Lagan, Larry Bender, down in Las Vegas with some other people, 
And I mean, it was, you know, a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and she had a vision and she saw it. And sure. I mean, and I'm but not going to use the word bulldog, but don't try to take anything <laughs> away from her. Uh, yeah. She is really good. Right. And, and so we are seeing the fruits of that. And the legislature has given us money. Mm-hmm. And the federal government agrees. And, I mean, all of the pieces and right, parts sure. are coming together. So we're going to have a, um, a virtual museum, a real museum, and a way to get in and a way to get out. It's going to be linked and the, to, the, to the town as well. The business yeah. corridor is mm-hmm. going to be in the back. It's right. going to be in their backyard or their front yard, depending on yeah. where you're yeah. at. But it's going to be good for the businesses. It's going to be good for uh, the people in Boulder City and the whole region. And we actually competed because, you know, other people want part of that too. And, and basically, for lack of a better word, we got it. Yeah. And that's huge for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's going to be a, a big uh, boost to the tourism in town. I yes, yeah. yes. And people they have to eat. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that, that's another argument for the elite RV. I mean, these yeah. aren't just going to be, you know, little trailers pulled behind the cars. These are, yeah. you, know, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollar vehicles that are going to pull into there. Yeah, somebody's going to say, someone who's going to make a mistake and say, well, honey, should we eat in tonight at our RV or would you like me to take you out to eat? Right. And he, he better know that he's taking her out. And I'm, right. I'm using, you know, something I shouldn't do. But bottom line is, they want to go out. Sure. And we got the places. Right. Right. No question. So, um, so what's next for, for Mayor Hardy? I mean, uh, you've got got a, a few more years on your on your term here. But, uh, you know, I, I, I would imagine, well, for, and you're also still a doctor. So. Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to retirement, or are you just you, you enjoy public service? February third of this year, mm-hmm. I officially retired from Truro University. Okay. So I was the associate dean of clinical education mm-hmm. at that time, and so I was in charge of the third and fourth year medical students, and had a whole staff that that's what we did is right. place the students in their uh, rotations, locally and nationally. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's what I did for worked at Turo for ten years. Before that, I was I worked right here in Boulder City as a family doc for twenty two and right. a half years, and then worked in Henderson for the same thing for about eight and a half years, and then Turo for ten years. And you know you start accumulating those things. So I okay, you can quote me. This is live. I'm not running for president. Yeah. The only one. Really? That doesn't admit that he's running for president. Okay. I'm not running for president. Okay, great. <laughs> you probably missed me on the... Uh, I did, on the debate <laughs> yeah, last night. Right? Yeah, I, I declined. <laughs> right. uh, so I am happy. You know, I started my political career uh, in Rapid City, South Dakota, when I was in the Air Force, and I ran for waterboard. Okay. And then PTA, and then I came to Boulder City and I was involved with clubs and organizations and uh, the drug-free BC and, I mean, and coaching kids in basketball and uh, playing in my own sports um, and, and in the uh, religious community. So, I, I mean, I was 
well, well-rounded in the community because of myself, my wife, and, mm-hmm. you know, eight kids. You, right. you see a lot of people in a lot of places. And so I, I ran for city council and got in, and that was in 99, and then an opportunity to run for the assembly in 2002, and, and so now I'm mayor, and it can't be much better than yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it's just a great place. Yeah, to be to be uh, leading your your hometown, I think that's yeah. uh, got to be pretty gratifying. And and you're doing a great job. Uh, it's great to see the the city running pretty smoothly without a lot of conflict. And uh, so congratulations on on uh, what you've accomplished here. And we we expect uh, uh, that much more in the future. Well, Roger, thank you for setting the. Bar high. Okay, great, great. Well, it's it's great to uh, to get together with you, and we'll do it again uh, next year when uh, right. we got some more things to catch up. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this week's Boulder City podcast. With special thanks to Boulder City Social for helping to disseminate this program. So we'll see you next time on the Boulder City podcast.